0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Refined Taste Podcast. This next episode, we're joined by Chef Joe of the restaurants Nosh and O Pueblo Grill. Nosh is located at 47 Russell Street. O Pueblo Grill is located right next door. Be on the lookout for a new OPG location opening right in Victor. Enjoy the episode. <music> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Refined Taste with Dario and Chris. I'm Dario. I'm Chris. What's up, Chris? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. All right, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) We have another fantastic episode. We stopped counting. We're past 50. Uh... We've been doing this for a year. Who cares? Uh, who needs <laughs> numbers? Uh, but we have another unbelievable guest. We're so excited to be joined by Chef Joe of Nosh and O Peblo Grill. Welcome to the show.
1: What up?
0: Hi. We got some lightning. We're, we're live, we got a thunderstorm going. <laughs> yeah, Very it's exciting. great. The, the weather is welcoming you to the show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's kind of yeah, it's like you're a pro wrestler. The, the lightning's just like <laughs> part of the effects.
0: That's right. Who is that guy? <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, welcome, man. Uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, we visited Nosh uh, about a week ago or so. Yes, um, last Friday. Last Friday, yes. And uh, we had an, a great meal over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you came over, hung out with us a little bit, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you scared the waiter a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny story. Had that same waiter the next time
2: I went in because I really wanted that uh the shrimp enchilada. So I went yeah. and got it with my buddy Mike. Shout out to Cologne. And <laughs> same waiter, same exact waiter. <laughs> I think yeah, he's used, he's used to us fight. now.
0: Do you, Do you talk yeah. to him directly? That waiter. <laughs>
1: I talk, dude. I love all the staff we have. Man. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> personalities that can trash talk and take it and give it. It's it's a good time, man. They all got personality. And that's what counts.
0: That's good. All right. I, I felt yeah. I felt like he was a little freaked out. You were talking to him, but
1: yeah, he, he yeah. Was it was like you were like
0: Jeff Bezos
1: or something. Randomly, like everyone else is so used to my bullshit, they're like, "Oh yeah, whatever." But I get him good sometimes, and it's funny because. You know, <laughs> We <laughs> shook. For sure. blood in the water.
0: <laughs> um, no, he was a good waiter though. Uh, what you remember his name, Chris? Let's we'll shout him out. To, if I don't. Remember. I um, don't. Skinny uh, blonde dude. It was.
1: I think it was
2: Gannon. Gannon. Yeah. Gannon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I said something about it sounding like uh, some Lord of the Rings shit. <laughs> 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 He looks, like he looks like he could be adventuring too. Like he's like you know, lives on the Shire. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like give him a sword, have him like run a run around a restaurant.
0: Oh man. Oh, we're it's gonna, not
2: time. It's not time for my bad ideas yet. Never
0: mind. We're gonna be nice to him, and then I don't know what happened. But uh, that is nice. I just I said he Mike, looks like a hero.
1: That's the my <laughs> <roasting> <laughs> <laughs> Um.
0: No. Uh, so
1: yeah, I. We, Chris, you've
2: been to Nash before that? Uh, I've been one time, but it was like with a really big crowd. Um, yeah. And it was like such a blur. Like it's, it's a great space. Like it was like a good place for like a goodbye party. And my friend was going to Texas. So it was like about a year and a half, two years ago. And like, yeah, like I said, it was just a big blur. We had a lot of good food, but I can tell you what we had. This time I remember.
0: Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> it's good to remember a, a good meal, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we uh we ate a lot when we visited. We threw we, down. Yes, we had to start with some cocktails. Uh, obviously, the nachos. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I've been posting all week, you know, on our Instagram and everything, and I still have like twenty pictures of things that I never posted. So, uh, <laughs> we just yeah. we took a lot. Yeah. We ate a lot. Um, it was a great meal. Really cool. Yeah. That's and uh, we. I think I. What did I take? I took home. Basically. You took home the fries and the the burger, right? Uh, no. It,
2: like,
0: yeah, the noodles. Yeah. Yes, yes, those noodles. Yes, I ate yeah. that the next day, and that was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they actually
1: are pretty good reheated the next day
0: yeah <laughs> the integrity it, it held yeah up. I
2: took home the uh, the ahi nachos with the tuna crudo that was pretty good uh, yeah but well I reheated it so it wasn't crudo anymore it was I don't know refino <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but I mean it was still tuna and it was still delicious so
1: hey, all that matters no judgment yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah yeah you it's
0: your own take, Chris's take on the Nash S. <laughs> oh man it. Yes. Oh, I put it in a toaster oven. I'm
2: fancy. Ooh. <laughs> oh it's twenty twenty
1: one. What do you oh,
0: the air fryer, right? That's what you need.
2: I was saying, I'm <laughs> I'm halfway to an air fryer. It's yeah. gonna
0: happen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, so yeah, we had a fantastic meal, man. It was it was great visiting you. I've been once before, um maybe twice, I'm not sure. Um I, I it's usually like a a special meal. I remember my wife and I we went for the holidays, had a great meal. Mm-hmm. Um but I've been away for a little bit, so it's good to come back and uh we don't we don't do fancy that much, Chris, right? No, we don't. I'll dress fancy, but we don't that's right. I actually do fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, like, I mean, what, what would you consider Nash? Like, uh,
1: I, I think that it's kind of casual. I don't, I don't feel yeah. like it's fine dining. Thing, you know, I feel like it's just pretty much casual. Yeah. It. I mean, that's well, the whole yeah, but like, <laughs> we definitely saw. On-
2: <laughs> we
0: definitely saw at least three like first dates in there. Yeah. No, we talked yeah. about that. It's definitely a third date type place. <laughs> yeah. First date, man. I don't know. I don't know where you go from there. <laughs> Look, man, I told you I'm classy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're or not going to that more things are secured than a conversation.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 it's true. But, um, I mean, this is... Well, Chris, what is this? Like, our... Hundred date, so yeah, yeah, I've held out for long enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you went and you took Michael cologne there, so unbelievable. Hey, he invited me, so uh, I thought we had something.
2: <laughs> he did bring a friend.
1: To-
2: Shout out to Dean. I'm
1: glad you guys came on a Friday night because it gets a little crazy, but you know you guys came at a good time. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we ate dinner a little later. It it felt like it was busy when we got there, but you know, uh towards, you know, like an hour in, it really slowed down. Um, you know, it didn't stop us from getting up and taking pictures or anything. But uh yeah, <laughs> which was <is> good. <laughs> we didn't really get in anybody's way, mm-hmm. but that it, it, which is good. And that one guy was interested in what was going on uh, in that one picture. Well,
1: fucking epic, man. I seen <laughs> Oh my god, that was so funny, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was too good. I was just like I can't I can't crop this guy out. <laughs> he's never gonna follow this page. <laughs> okay.
2: No. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that was He's probably he's
0: probably just mad about it. Yeah, that's right. Um so Nash, how <laughs> it's been open like how long now? Four years? Five? Yeah, it's five
1: years. What was it like? Literally like two weeks ago.
0: Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you oh, do anything special for the five year anniversary? We
1: closed for uh-huh. uh, that time because this year we chose to give the staff a week off because of all the hard work and the the ins and outs of COVID and everything else. So we decided to pay them and close the building down for a week. Mm-hmm. And so no, we actually weren't even open for our, our five year. To be honest.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, that's it's good to give them the you know the time off though for real. yeah. I mean,
1: the staff that makes that place, I can't say that enough, is that, like, literally started with, like, an idea, and a bunch of friends that I gathered around to help me get the scene together, and then it turned into something that everyone donated their life to, so, yeah, it's good, man, people are everything there, the food's okay, but the people are great, so it's like, (laughs) you know, it's hard to, it's hard to beat that,
0: yeah, I mean that's what this podcast is about too. You know, it's partly about the food, but it's all about the people. That's for sure. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As so I say, my Chris, yeah, so I say this good. all the time. I said you can't interview a sandwich, right? So. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I'm trademarking. That's that. what
2: Dario always says. <laughs> so now you got to cut
1: the picture of the sandwich there or
0: something. That's right. You can't. You can't interview Dario. You better uh,
1: have this- just turn
0: my head into a talking sandwich. Would be perfect right now. Yes. Yeah. How do we <laughs> do that? The... <laughs> Maybe there gotta be a filter. Here, right? That boss uh, changes his, his head into like a potato or something, and he couldn't change it back.
2: <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some diplomat like couldn't
2: get a. They had like a um, cat filter on their on their Zoom call. And they couldn't get the cat filter off. So he was basically like talking like health policy with like a cat filter to like seven different nations. <laughs> and it was
0: hilarious. Yes. Love it. Um, so five years, man. That That's great. Um, yep. Uh, so when it opened, um, you you were just leaving... Uh, you left Mario's, right?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, at the time I was working at uh, Fiamma's. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. oh. was that the in was that in Mario's
1: between? What's that?
0: That was that was like in between,
1: yeah. So, Mario's was going to be closing. We all got the word. Um, some of the staff decided to stay to the bitter end. Um, I wasn't that dumb. I waited <laughs> for opportunity to happen. I got a call and I jumped ship like a month before. And then uh started that and then from there I went to, to open up Nashap. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. No, Fiamma, uh, that's a great place too, for sure.
1: Yep. So I worked yeah. out in the one in Gates. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh
0: my wife and I we used to live out that was our first house out in Gates. I wonder okay. I, I bet we've we were in the same room at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The
1: place wasn't that big. You remember what it looked like. It was very yes. small. Um, I worked at Poxa Station. Um, I was training to basically take over as general manager for that location, uh-huh. and then uh, found other opportunities. Yeah,
0: bunch of rickety chairs in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you no, know, it's chair break on a Saturday night.
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> as nice
1: sitting there holding. Nice. Her, being like, oh, sh- that person cannot sit in that chair right now. Don't oh do it. God. Don't. don't. <laughs> Boom! Bring in a new chair.
0: That would be me. I'm telling you. I would just walk out. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't stay to eat. Oh. Dude,
1: being a fat guy, I, I could recover from that. I would just have to leave.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just
2: walk out the door, comp the comp everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Picking shards out of your butt. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh man. I didn't even know there was a fiamme in Gates. The only one I knew was Elton Street.
0: Yeah. That's no. pretty awesome.
1: Buffalo Road, I think, right near there, or Howard Road. Yes, yeah,
0: Howard, yeah. Buffalo, that was that's like the original, right? Yeah,
1: I used to live out in Chile, uh West Chile at the time, so it was like nice for me. I mean, not that Mario's was a long transport, anyways, but it was like you know half a distance, so it was good.
0: Nice, okay. Yeah. So let, let's take it back now. We, we kind of touched on a few things. Um, you're you're not originally from Rochester, right? No.
1: No, I was uh, born and raised pretty much in Tucson, Arizona.
0: Tucson, sons of Tucson.
1: Yeah. My dad is from out here, and that's how the story goes. Is that he was out here, um, born and raised, and then he went to the military when he was eighteen, and um, he got stationed in Fort Wachuca, Arizona, which is probably about an hour south of Tucson. Mm-hmm. And then, basically, my mom got pregnant, had to fly in a helicopter to deliver me. Tucson was the place. And then uh, I was born there and lived in Fort Huachuca, the Army base, for a little bit. And then when my dad got done with active duty, he moved up to Tucson. And uh, that's where I spent all my years until I was like 29. And I decided to move out to Rochester.
0: Wow. Hmm. So you were you were literally yeah. delivered to Tucson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That was How'd funny. How'd you like it out there?
1: Oh, man, I loved it. You know, the thing about anywhere you live is there's always bigger and better places and you think the place you live it sucks and there's nothing to do and blah, blah, blah until you leave. And then you realize, wow, it's kind of great. <laughs> um, yeah. You now, Arizona is a great place, man. It's like in a valley of seven different mountain ranges. So you've got, you know, tons of stuff to do. You can be at 10,000 foot elevation snowboarding, skiing, and then literally drive two hours and you can be having a barbecue in your shorts. Uh, an hour from there, you could be on a lake wakeboarding and doing whatever you want to do. So it was very mm-hmm. cool. You know, you never you never had to look at the weather app to see what you're going to do for the weekend or any of those things. You just did it. You, you're pretty much guaranteed 350 days of sunshine a year. So you just, if you wanted to do something, you just didn't have to worry about it. You just went with it. Very good pace of life. You never felt rushed because, oh, there's three days of sun. There's three days of this. It's like you could just maneuver your life around just being casual.
0: Yeah. So that's just like here. That sounds great. Uh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. As long as,
2: as long as you like getting, getting wet, then
1: yeah. Right.
0: Just like
2: here.
1: That's how they feel. As soon as they see the first day that's above 50 degrees, they're like, Oh shit, let me get this $50,000 boat in the water so I can use it and justify spending all the money on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I think you described the opposite of Rochester weather. Bear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it's funny because like I came out here every summer, um, When I was a kid, though, you know, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunts, my uncles, I have a large amount of cousins that live out here. So I spent every summer out here from when I was five until I was about 18. So, I mean, I spent time in Rochester, but, you know, it was middle of summer, you know, vacation Rochester. It wasn't like the, the ins and outs of the summer, you know, the fall, the winter. So that was like the learning curve that, you know, I got taught pretty fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's rushing over here in the winter. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) I actually moved back in December. Yeah? Yeah, because my father was getting deployed to go to Iraq because he was in the Army. Uh, It was a second deployment, Mm -hmm. and that time, my father had kind of recently passed within a year, and I was like, you know what, while you're gone, I'm going to quit my job because i was getting burned out. And I was like, I'm going to go out there and not cook for a year, and I'm just going to hang out with Grandma and family and kind of really enjoy it and see what Rochester was about for a year. And then when he came back, I was like, I'll come back. And I was like, we can go from there, you know, and nice life happens and it changes your pathways and, you know, other stuff, but, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you've, uh, you know, you've made a mark on Rochester now, so that's awesome. Definitely. That's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because last week we were talking to chef Gino over at Fiorella and, uh, this <laughs> was a new thing to me, uh, but taking time off when you work in restaurants, Right, Chris, remember he mentioned this, yeah, they just like between jobs, they'll just take a bunch of time off, um mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's definitely similar to what you did,
1: <laughs> I mean, realistically, when I moved from Tucson, I made the decision at thirty days. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back there. I'm gonna get rid of everything I own here, everything I've worked for for the last fifteen years of my career, and I'm just gonna just give it up and sell everything and come across and you know, I learned a lot of life lessons at that point of a, what I thought I was working for to show accomplishment, which was nothing mm-hmm. materialistic, basically ended up selling. And then like what I sacrificed all the holidays and family events and weekends and stuff to do what I do. It's just when you drive across country with six black duffel bags with just clothes in it, you realize like uh, the importance of the shit that you put as priority for what your accomplishments are. And uh, that's why I was like, you know, i to come out here and not cook. And, you know, it was hard to find a job in Rochester in December. Weird. Who would have known? You know? (laughs) I was like, I did a job doing something else. I was like, what the hell am I going to do besides cook? That's all I've done since I was 15. And, uh, Mm. you know, the job searching didn't go so well because I had no clue what else I could do. Um, Mm. I then said, forget about it. I'm going to cook. And (laughs) I was like, I'm going to start looking for a cooking job. And I applied and did like 17 interviews and nobody hired me. They're like, dude, we don't want you. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, and they're like, well, you're just overexperienced. And I'm like, uh, listen, yeah. man, I want to make, listen, I want 40 hours a week, $12 an hour. And I said, I promise you, I won't leave complain, or try to take over as a chef. I just want to cook online and have no responsibility because mm-hmm. I'm out here trying to enjoy life. I'm not trying to get caught up in that whole mix again. Right. Let's just say this. I ended up opening the Jimmy John's Sandwich Shop on East Henrietta Road because they're the only ones willing to pay me $12 what? an hour to me full.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. So wow! So that
0: was that was your first and break just, here was, in Rochester? I was, like,
1: I was like the third or fourth person down from the top, and I was so <clears> happy about it. <laughs> and uh, I did it for like a month, man. I loved that job. It was great. I'd deliver some sandwiches. I would just great mayonnaise out of the buckets and sliced meats. It was like a dream come true. And then I re- woke up one day and was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be a grown <laughs> adult. You know? I'm trying to kill a year of time, but I'm not trying to kill myself. You know." I was just like, yeah. well, I'm there looking for a job around town.
0: Well, I mean, anybody so, watching that uh, is working at Jimmy John's, it's a good job and stay there. <laughs> it
1: was great. I love it. Like I had no prior cooking experience, that'd be the job. It was clean. It was like the operations is very precise. Like I'm impressed. Like they don't keep yeah. nothing left over. They don't you know they sell their bread, whatever. It's it's a clean operation. You did you definitely had some pride working there because of like how good it was, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It just wasn't me.
0: I don't I don't <laughs> like their subs at all. But um <laughs> I don't. There's no flavor. Where's the flavor? I,
2: I got. I got no comment. I, the only if way I knew about Jimmy Johns like was going to so Michigan. To
1: pluck the bread. That's like what the concern was. You gotta pluck the bread like this with these two fingers, and oh my god! Uh, was, I, I always
0: said that yeah. all they all they hang their hat on is how quick they can get you the subs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, how quickly can we get these shitty subs to you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and wow. It was pizza subs like, two ounces of meat in them. I was like, this is the whole sandwich. I was like, people don't complain. They're like, no. I'm like, you know, <laughs> a, a place in like Rochester full of sub places. I'm right. like, how do you
0: survive? Yeah. It's like, but right. It's
1: like pizza Hut's a great job, and it's like, how the hell do they do when there's a million good pizza places out here?
0: I mean uh, Well yeah. some of them shut I mean, down, so <laughs> Living in me. New York, Domino's, oh. and Little Caesars, they still existed. So I don't know. So when you're surrounded by the best pizza. <laughs> hey
1: man, when you're hot and ready, you're 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 gonna go somewhere. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all about <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's what
2: I say every Friday night.
0: <laughs> Hit me up, I'm on Tinder. And then I take you out to Nash, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: don't tell fiona don't right. tell Fiona. she's watching uh, <laughs> oh man so you said so you you got your start um in restaurants in tucson what was your first yeah. job over there
1: my first job when i was 15 and seven months and completely get a paycheck i got a job at a uh, burger king yeah dude i'm the king of effing whoppers man we used to crush that shit when Dollar whopper, like we'd have football teams roll in, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! All my friends work here. I'm getting paid like four eighty an hour or some shit." And I was like, "This is fantastic!" Oh, Jesus! <laughs> so, oh, making bad life decisions at an early age. <laughs> Wait, so, I mean, it's not. Said, it's
2: not like you were doing drugs, so. Oh, I was. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> good point good point
1: <laughs> bringing fifths of vodka and drinking in the walk at 17 and hand them out to the drive-thru I mean what do you want from me <laughs> I
0: mean <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> nah, so yeah I mean, you're I right I got
1: that job for like years because you know it was like good because they, you know let me have the summers off and I come back out to New York and um, when I was 60 buddy was a kitchen manager at a steakhouse out up there and uh, he got me a job in like a first real kitchen and that was like a place called Little Abner's. And it's a pretty known like cowboy steakhouse out there where all the tourists come from with their cameras and their overalls. Um, <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, I stuck in the back making garlic bread and salads for like 700 covers a night. And it's like, you never thought the smell of butter and garlic would make you want to puke no. so repetitively as that. So I can honestly imagine that. Hot. Oh, it's disgusting. We covered in barbecue yeah. sauce, beans garlic butter, it's like oh uh, again, life decisions. Yet I just wanted to do more of it and see more of it. I don't even know why. But you know what? Now I know why.
0: <laughs> so that was your first exposure to a real kitchen then?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was sixteen years old. It was a place called the Lavender Steakhouse and like it's literally what like kinda gave me my chops of just kind of seeing what it was all about and you know, working as friends and family, basically, you know, I had a couple of good friends that worked there and it was, it was good. Cause you, you know, you're in the weeds, they're in the weeds, everyone hated their life together. And it's like, there's nothing better than <laughs> like, everyone hates, you know, there's no out, you know, oddball. It's like, Oh, I love, I love being here. It's like, no, every person was like throwing shit. Like this place sucks.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you wonder
1: why you kept you know I mean?
0: solidarity. Yes. <laughs> you know? So um but, uh, what what was the first uh kitchen job that you really enjoyed?
1: Oh man. You know, I I've enjoyed them all. And I don't just mean that to be very vague. I just I truly found something that I enjoyed in all of it. Um, you know, I worked in retirement communities for a while and uh that was by far probably some of the stuff that taught me the most. And uh not so much food, but more about like consistency and quality control and portioning and like the business aspect of how it goes down because those places don't get a lot of money to create food. And, um, you know, it's, it's very impressive to like really break down a dish and understand it from a business sense, not just from like an emotional sense. And I think that's like the biggest thing. And, um, you know, I think that cooking for old people was great, man. I mean, cause listen, you know, aunt Susie over here is going to tell you if your meatloaf sucks and then that's she's right. going to tell her neighbor <laughs> and then her, and then when you're walking down this, this hallway, they're all going to throw shit at you because you just messed up their whole entire day. Oh, and by the way, the family came in to visit them and they had this shitty meatloaf too. So you kind of like learn a, like a respect for food on like how it's perceived from a customer and how like it like affects you. You know, it's not just a good meal that's just here and there. It's like, this is also what supplies life and entertainment and you kind of learn like a whole different respect for it. And I think that's like, it set the grounds for, like, me taking food seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was probably the most influential, believe it or not. Um, The influence, though, man, was all for my friends. You know, I had a good group of friends. You know, they're Laos, Cambodian, Mexican. Like, I had Tucson, Arizona is, like, a a gastronomic, like, paradise. You have so many different types of food that are invented there, so many types of food that are perfected there. And uh, I was blessed to grow up you know, in such a great place when it came to food. It's kind of like an unfair advantage in a certain degree, you know? Um, But any, like any place you go, there's great food, but working in the old folks home, like that was like one of the best things that taught me a lot about this business that I never would have seen.
0: That's cool. Yeah, no, that's kind of unexpected Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: Yeah. Nobody probably would have ever known that, you know what I mean? But it's just something that's always like carried me to my whole distance.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, the honesty you know, keeps you true, right? So.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't fake the funk, man. It's like I am who I am and my menu represents like me and my abilities and no one else's. I don't try to, you know, there's a lot of talented chefs out there that do some crazy shit with food and I got nothing respect for those people that can just redesign the wheel, man. I'd rather just take the wheel and make it look pretty and be cool and go a long distance, you know? I'm not trying to take a square and turn a circle. I, I can't do that. My ability relies in my... Own palate and my own ability to like create dishes that are within my ability. You know, it's just it's, there's a lot of information out there, but like I don't want to go on YouTube and try to look at something like, oh, I can do this, and I'm going to try to pretend like I came up with it, or you know, that's yeah, like, they're going to see through all that, you know, yeah, Bobbish,
0: yep, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can have a YouTube show,
2: <laughs> you can totally,
0: we'll, we'll put this on YouTube.
2: Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah, this will be on YouTube.
0: <laughs> that'll be
2: your debut. Oh,
1: you start a cooking show and do this. You have a personality, and I'm like, dude, I really don't enjoy doing that too much. <laughs> yeah.
2: I get too nervous. Well, don't worry about saying. it. You know what you can do? You get that, like, sky view camera where it's just your hands doing all the work. Yeah. That would, uh... <laughs> Love <laughs> that. You don't have good-looking hands. <laughs> Yeah. Those hands are fine. They don't care. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just move them quick. Mm-hmm.
1: Next week. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, cooking has been a pleasure for me. I enjoy it. It's. I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, just like, you know, you guys. You guys know what you love to do. And, um, you know, cooking has been great up until – Nosh, but after Nosh, it's turned into like something on a level you can't really describe to people. You know, you spend your entire career normally as a chef, uh, cooking other people's ideas, their concepts, their food, and you know, while you're doing that, you're supposed to figure out who you are as a cook or a chef to where you could express yourself. And it's like you don't get those opportunities 95% of the time. You know, you spend your career in a kitchen. I want to say 98% of the people that come into a kitchen to leave the kitchen uh, as a career, like never had an opportunity to express themselves. You know, they just worked hard for other people and their ideas. And it's like, it's a totally different world when somebody says, Hey, listen, here's a building. Let's design it. Let's figure out, and you do the menu hundred percent, whatever you want to do and just go with it. That's awesome. You're kind of like, holy. it's like being a painter and only having black and white, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden somebody's like, Hey, here's red, blue and green, have some fun. You're like, I don't, what do I do with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, yeah. the end of Wizard yeah. of the Oz.
0: <laughs> 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 you were you were in color at the end. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Color, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we touched on that when we visited Nash, Um, as we were talking about what menu items and how it changes and involves. So that's something mm-hmm. that you you examine that menu quite a bit and make changes.
1: Yeah, so in the beginning part of Nosh, uh, I used to change the menu like two to three times a year. Um, I didn't like to do it every season because that just becomes extremely expensive for training, for products, for everything else. Um, two times a year was good enough for me. It kept the crew interested in their jobs and keeping them learning and kept pushing me as a chef to like want to do new things. And then like COVID happened and it kind of messed things up a little bit because you have to figure out how food's going to transfer from a you know, from a pan to a takeout container for 20 minutes to somebody's home and then still see like the value in your food. Right. So, you know, but yeah, a couple times a year is like what I like to do. Um, I started off pretty conservative when we opened Nosh and I kind of pushed it a little bit harder, but, you know, there's no point in trying to teach people how to eat. Um, You know, there's some chefs out there that really want to do that. And, you know, there was a point in time in my career, like I wanted to do that, but Mm -hmm. I look at it as, like, some of the best dishes we've had on the menu that people absolutely love are the ones that, like, I was just, like, fucking around with or, oops, and not beat that up, um, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, sure. But, you know, we just, some <laughs> of the foods that we literally just were having fun with, like, I used to do this dish that was, like, a play on pot roast, but I did it, I called it soul food, but it was spelled, like, soul Korea. Right. And so we do, jujang like potatoes. Instead of the regular mashed potatoes, instead of pot roast, I do like a Korean braised short rib, um, fried kimchi for a garnish and crisp and some like ginger glazed carrots. And it was like, just, I, I like to take regular dishes and just try to manipulate them or just interpret them in a different way. But you still know that it's pot roast. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Yeah. to
1: yeah. so, keep it fresh, man. Hey, it, it is what it is. Like right now, you know, we got stuck a little bit behind on changing the menu for summer, um, so that's going to come out in a couple, like two weeks now. Um, I definitely dropped the ball being busy. And the, the lack of support from team members has been like the biggest thing. You know, when I have a full staff, it's easy to take the time to develop and do all those things. But when you're, you know, running around to both places and filling in for dishwashers and cooks and chefs, it's just, yeah, you're only one person. And your guys are only one person too. And it's like, yeah. I hate to give them any more responsibility than what you pay them for because we've all been in that position where we've all had to do more than what what was asked of us and expected of us. And you know what, that goes so far, but you don't want to continuously do that to people because I don't think the general public like understands like how hard it's been for small businesses or even large businesses during COVID. And like, you know, like the partners and owners of Nosh and, you know, they're all working, you know, spots at Nosh. They're hostessing, running food, doing dishes. It's like, It's not like it's their only job, you know, they have other occupations that they do, but it's like, that's like the way it is with all the staff members. It's like the ones who do show up. Guess what? You get a little bit extra work. Okay, great. Oh, and this person doesn't show up and that person doesn't show up. It's like, it never stops. And so Mm
3: -hmm.
1: as much as we want to be creative and just gung ho about serving people again, it's like, you know, we're still trying to maneuver ourselves around being consistent and, you know, being smart about our money because, you see what happened with COVID places opened and closed and people were investing in plexiglass information systems and, you know, all these crazy things. And it's like, your capital's gone, but then you still have to buy food. But then this person is doing this and that person's doing that. You know, it's, it was a wicked game, man. I'm glad to see it kind of tailing off a little bit and stabilizing.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So uh, you'd think uh, once things maybe settle down, maybe after, uh, you know, unemployment goes out or, you know, you get fully staffed, you think you'll have that freedom to do that?
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't take much, you know, but a little bit of consistent freedom is what it takes. It's like the unknown is what mm-hmm. kills everything. Cause you like get excited and motivated and it's like, Oh, by the way, putting in a notice or, Hey, this person just didn't show up. Like tonight, an hour ago, I get a phone call. Hey, uh, dishwasher had to leave cause something happened with the mom. Nobody knows what happened. Okay, that's fine. I understand. And then my chef my other place is like, hey, uh, we need to post an Indeed thing because our dishwasher just left. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, I'm like, what? so this one left. I lost two dishwashers in one night, both from different locations. Uh, you yeah. can't make this up. Um, On 420, yeah. believe it or not, I lost two employees at Old Pueblo Grill. One decided not to show up, and one decided to leave an hour in. It's like, dude, it's four twenty, like, come on man. <laughs> like don't like do <laughs> the best taco night of the year. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
0: definitely.
2: Yeah. I mean, a place that's full of food, I feel like that would be the place you want to be on four twenty.
3: That's, <laughs> that's just me. Um,
2: yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it a Tuesday this year? Like, bro. Yeah. No, I
1: don't was, yeah, it was a Tuesday. Son of the Gun. Yeah, it was taco, too. I, wow. like, <laughs> I would have just, like...
2: I would have loved that. Yeah. Especially in your kitchen? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I would
1: have taken pictures on it and then quit. Like, go out with style. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I mean, yeah, it's crazy out there. That's for sure. Um, you know, there's just so much going on. And, I, you know, I understand... Because we talk, we talk to, uh, you know, chefs and restaurant owners every week and everybody's going through it. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy and, you know, hopefully things calm down and, uh, you know, get back to work. And, yeah.
1: so. well, I thought it was a lot to do with unemployment at first and the fact that everyone was making a decent wage, you know, staying at home and not working. And, you know, I don't even know if that's necessarily true anymore. Like, everyone's like, oh, wait till September and this is going to change. And I'm like, no, it's already changed. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it, the owner industry has already taken a turn to where it's pretty much lost a lot of its dedicated people. You know, the people who work two to three days a week um, as second jobs, um, people who worked, you know, 50, 60 hours a week making 13 bucks an hour and who got taken advantage of for two years, you know there's a lot of places that exploited their employees and did a lot of things that probably put a bad taste in their mouth that permanently made them make a change. And they realized, Hey, I can go work for Amazon or I can go, you know, do this or do that and not have somebody yelling at me and, you know, tell me I'm worthless. And I mean, there's a lot of things that I think that caused this to happen, but that definitely sealed the deal for a lot of like, you know, some of the entry level positions when it comes to the kitchens. And I think that's, probably the area that like not enough people gave enough respect to you know mm-hmm. not enough attention and that's being honest you know I can't say I necessarily took advantage of like a, you know like a dishwasher or like a prep cook like I treat everyone as if they're god because you're talking about a guy who like I grew up in like uh, a cotton farm town of like 300 people man we had literally one gas station and we had a bar but it was called a saloon like <laughs> you I, I have respect everybody i grew up in this industry started off as a dishwasher ended up as a cook and then a chef it's like dude i make my dishwashers take their breaks i make sure they're fed i make sure their families are okay i i mean things happen and you know you try to be there for your people man so, like yeah everyone's important and it sucks because a lot of people just got to the point where it's just like hey man you know the shutting down and opening that hurt you know you yeah. lose some of your good employees go find another job that stayed open okay mm-hmm. you don't get them back you know they go off to their dreams and you can't blame them right so I, i'm optimistic about september but hey i'm more optimistic about just maybe just trying to figure out a way to be more creative to get people to be like have incentive to come to work and stay at work you know what i mean like i've got some good diehard people that have really had my back and i think that you know showing them that you appreciate everything they've done is like very important at this point
0: yeah, like uh like Gannon, right? Uh
1: man. Man.
0: shout out to Gannon again.
2: We're gonna buy yeah, that man like... a
0: sword. He's gonna love it. Gannon was working hard. He was sweating. So yo, he was he was he was doing it. He was doing it up. Oh, man. Yes. No, it, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, everything I think everything's changing. 2020 had an impact on everything so um you know we'll see how things shake out um but you know people need restaurants people need to go out you know people want food i mean so and people want to work in restaurants too so Mm -hmm. i I think that's still you know i believe in that for sure yeah people have that you know
1: filtered through the people who really truly have passion for it and people that just did it to get by you know and i think that's a difference i think as owners and his chefs and his managers we want people there that really want to do it anyways because right. you could always tell the difference an employee that just was there for the paycheck or was there to like become something from it you know so mm-hmm. we've been through some crazy times with covid i feel like now as restaurants and small businesses that we can make it through some pretty serious tough times and we can adapt to things i mean if any if this hasn't shown us anything it shows how we can be resilient and just you know Make it through it. There's a lot of great places that didn't make it through it, which is so unfortunate. I mean, but you just it wasn't your cards or it wasn't their cards. It's it's tough. You know, you feel bad for everyone. Because, like, to be honest, I'm friends with a lot of chefs and business owners in this town. And, you know, we all look out of each other's backs. You know, there's times where it's like, hey, do you have any guys you can send over? Do you have anyone you can give me type of thing? Like, we always work together, man. I mean, there's very few restaurants Mm -hmm. that don't get along. We we're all it's a tight knit community. Like, if somebody applies somewhere and they like bone me, somebody's gonna call me and be like, dude, what's the story with this guy?
0: Blacklist them. Like, yep.
1: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: I think yeah, honestly, the solution is uh clones. I think that's the solution.
2: <laughs> I'm totally, Chris, I'm sorry. Oh, you're doing the bad ideas now. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
3: jumped, <laughs> I jumped
0: the gun. But I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Clones. You, you find, like, one good worker, uh, you know, and then you just, you get an army of <laughs> that girl. Oh, or You're good. You're good to go. Oh, oh God, you God. know, 20 Johns. That's the name of your restaurant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 20
0: Johns.
2: <laughs>
0: Getting a number two, number
1: three, number, number four. <laughs> five of the same
0: guy.
2: Uh, <laughs> At
1: that point, the number correct. I mean, it's not like you say Gannon number one." You're just like, "Hey, one, Get over." Here. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah,
2: of course, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, they lose. They just go to the number.
0: Right. Yeah, so that's clones. true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: clone
0: number one. Hostile uh, <laughs> clone number five. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, we we touched on uh, you know doing you know you we were talking about your the stew uh you know taking something that people know and you know giving a new take on it i think uh you know your menu at old pueblo is it's very much like that um there's a co- decent amount of things on there that are you know uh things that you know but are you know with a different twist on them for sure
1: so like old pueblo grill is basically just you know a combination of like probably say 5 to 7 different restaurants that i used to eat at in tucson so <laughs> You know, it it depended on the night. If it was, like, a sit-down Mexican place or if it was, like, a, hey, a taco place at 3 o'clock in the morning or even the streets of Mexico. So, you know, Tucson's, like, 60 miles away from Mexico, I think. And, you know, I spent a lot of time there underage drinking because it's, like, perfect. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, basically, Old Pueblo is just, like, I took, like, my favorite things. Like, you know, I remember having memories of eating Indian fry bread or Navajo taco um at places or events where they'd have the big vat of grease out and they'd be frying the dough and they top it with the beans the meat and they have like the condiment section where you just put whatever you want on there you know out there they're like five bucks well that's because they have all the stuff right there you know right. um the chimichanga i had to have a chimmy on my menu it was invented in Benedict, tucson arizona what kind of person yeah. would i be <laughs> if i didn't represent the chimichanga that's um funny. Tucson dog. That's my my play on the Sonoran hot dog. The Sonoran hot dog was invented in Tucson, Arizona. It's it's made you know national TV. It's been known for it out there. It's like you know, take the Tahoes you know out here. It's like that's how they are like out out there with the Sonoran hot dogs. But there they're like three bucks and they give you the pork, chicken, beef tacos. You know they're wrapped up in bacon and uh... so OPG was a place actually in Tucson called Old Pueblo Grill. Yeah. It was a full service restaurant with a bar and all of us used to go out and drink and we'd go there to the bar and we'd call it OPG. And I was like, dude, like OPG started because of Nash and my missing of my hometown and the food that I would have at two o'clock in the morning. I don't drink anymore by the way, but I did a lot of it younger. And, uh, you know, basically I wanted everything that I loved and put it together and hope that somebody else would love it too. And You know, I can't do it 100% authentic because I'm in Rochester, New York, and I don't have, like, the tortillas, and I don't have some of the ingredients that they use, you know, that are readily available. But I do my best with the products I can get. And, you know, I've had a lot of good feedback from people from Tucson that have come up here and tried it. They're like, yo, it's, like, as authentic as you're going to get out here. And it's, like, that's a huge compliment because Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted. I didn't want to do my city injustice by not trying my best to replicate it. Did I have any experience doing any of it before? No, but I'm a chef and I like to take things serious. And I, if I'm going to do it, I put my heart into it, you know, and, you know, there's a couple of Korean like tacos and stuff on the menu. Like that's a little bit of me, you know, I enjoy those flavors. You know, those aren't like something that happens, obviously, but, um, everything else, man, it's just stuff that I've eaten. Like, What else can I say or do? You know, I don't try to pretend like I'm somebody else. It's not authentic Mexican by any means. It's not, it's Sonoran style, Mexican food, you know, Mm -hmm. Southern Arizona, Southern California, Northern Mexico, and like the influence they've had on each other. That's what it is. So if you're like, Oh, this isn't authentic Mexican. I'm like, well, what region of Mexico are you talking about? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. You know, Italy literally within like a couple blocks, the whole entire cuisine is different. Mm -hmm. Right. Like people generalize it as like, oh, it's it's a taco, it's not authentic. I've
0: been to Cancun. It's like now, people, people, yeah, people are people I think get obsessed with the word authentic too though. Yeah. I mean, also
2: yeah. I think people that when it comes around. to like Mexican food and Central American food, people seem to forget that like Texas was Mexico for a minute. So there's gonna be a mix of a lot of stuff. Like just in general, like even the Tex Mex like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of different things that are like being incorporated. So yeah, there's a lot of americanization of it, but there's also a lot of mexicanization of american stuff in it and it's just it's going to happen. And this is the be yeah. like this is why I like this is kind of like why I like eating so much is <laughs> because you get to like experience this mix of different cultures, you know, bef- you know, without all the like political borders and all that stuff
1: it's all about like the yeah. actual culture, the culture of the food on a vietnamese place and it's like hey this isn't vietnamese this is french mm-hmm. and like, right yeah what <laughs> like bro like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah read you a know, book you're reading <laughs> yeah. oh. history right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no
1: that's what you said mexican i'm like dude it's a chimichanga and this is how it's prepared where i'm from unless you live right. and breathe there Live your mm-hmm. life. It's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. Like, when I open, somebody sent or put a message up saying, Oh, this is cute. Another cultural appropriation of another guy who's not even Mexican making a Mexican restaurant that doesn't have Mexican employees. And this man, it's like, man, they're brutal, bro. It's yeah. like saying that I can only cook Korean food because I'm half Korean.
2: You can only you know cook half mean? of Korean food, though. Like, that's.
1: <laughs> only yeah, the rest yeah, of it I has got to
2: have- be Polish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. I don't, know. I don't cook Polish food. I don't cook Polish food.
2: No, I mean it's a I lot enjoy- of me. It's a lot of me. <laughs> I've been so, to Poland before.
1: Up, <laughs> we had traditional Polish food the whole time. Like all the holidays are spent traditional Polish food. New- uh, you know, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Easter. It's all Polish. But I had this tendency to cook food that I like and then no longer enjoy it. Mm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want the last thing I got, man. My grandmother is like the best Polish cook there is in my eyes. And it's like, last thing I want to do is try to chef it and really just F it up. And it's like, I don't want to have to sit down at grandma's table on Christmas Eve and be like, I don't like your pierogies anymore because I make them and I don't even like mine. You know what I mean?
0: When Shut you do up. it for a
1: living, the whole <laughs> aspect of it. so it's just like, I'd rather just keep, I'll never cook Polish food, man. And my family's like, oh, you need to do Polish food. I'm like, no, I'm not going to touch it. Like, I'm going to keep enjoying it for the rest of my life. Like, I've already messed up Italian and Mexican or Sonoran or whatever you (laughs) want to call it. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep that one.
0: (laughs) At least least one. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So So if
2: you ever want to piss somebody off. Uh, you can tell them that their Italian food is actually Chinese because if they got the noodles, then you know Marco uh, Polo got it from China. So it was like this isn't really authentic Chinese food.
1: Uh, didn't the Italians get the tomato from Spain too?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, there was a lot of but, picking from other places. No pun
1: intended, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean- I mean, being in this business and, like, having to, like, respond to the general public is, like, it's, it's as entertaining sometimes as it is upsetting. Um, yeah. You know, you're dealing with people and the feedback, you're just, like, you share space and you breathe the oxygen and yet you act like this. It's, it's very, uh, it's disappointing <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes, <laughs> but it's, like, you know what, man, it's, like, it's, sometimes it gives me something to do on Friday nights when I just want to go back and just, okay, try to email this person. <laughs> it's like, like yeah, read the comments
0: this. joe that's the yeah
2: yeah i think honestly i think the worst thing that we got was like somebody said dario smiled too much that's <laughs> right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like oh I mean, a... too much positivity here too
2: much positivity here goes another picture of dario smiling yeah <laughs> what <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now we're, we're switching yeah. it we're going to be grimacing it's all
3: yeah. The- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not happening. Yeah. Uh, um, real quick, we were talking about it before. Um, you, you, you had opened. It's not open yet, but you were you're in the process of opening a new location for Opebla. Yep.
1: So. We're working on it right now. Um, it's actually just kind of my fault now. It's up to me to make the final, um, whatever you want to call it, the okay or permission to move forward because of the equipment list. But, you know, as of right now, it's pretty much set to where we give the okay. It's going to be hopefully 90 days, 120 days from that point to be open. So uh, we're trying to strategically plan it to where we could be open for the holiday shopping season out there in Victor. Uh, that'd be Ooh. ideal. Um, but, you know... one thing I've learned after doing two restaurants now is it never opens when it says it's going to things will go wrong the week before, if not the day of, and you're just going to have to smile and do it. So um, we're hoping for like a fall winter opening. Um, I prefer if it's a little bit slower, but out there it's busy. So, you know, uh, it's going to be a little different than the current one at Russell street. Um, It's going to have a bar. It's going to have a little bit more space. Um, Still going to be focused a lot on, you know, sit down and dine in, but then also, we now have learned a lot with COVID and takeout and everything else that we have to still be prepared for. So we had to go back to the drawing board and that took a little bit of time because, you know, at first we're like, Oh, we'll cram 80 people into this space. And it's like, well, what if there's six foot distancing again in fall? Oh yeah. Well let's figure out how much we can do as a business. If we only do 50 seats per day or 50 seats per, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that slowed it down, but yeah, we're looking to have it open. It's going to have patios, a bar, You name it. It's going to be a little bit different. You know, when I went with the Russell Street location, I wanted people to feel like they're eating tacos in the back alley of the grungy place. I didn't want it to be pretty. I intentionally left it dirty and unfinished on the floors and brick on the walls and mispainted. It was kind of the vibe I wanted. It set the expectation for the food to kind of have the vibe of just not too much, you know, because I had to pull away from the image of Nosh of what we represented there to like people to trust me to do like lower price point type of food but uh, you know the other location in Victor's is going to be a little bit more more uppity. You know it's going to be a little bit more refined, I should say, because there's not a lot of historic, you know, warehouse buildings that have the characteristics of like where we are right now downtown. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, you use uh, you owe us five bucks for insane refined on our show. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll take a check. But yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. It's Let's it's five bucks each. Store, bro. <laughs> no that's exciting it's really awesome um yeah. not not only because i i li- i work out in uh basin park so it's it's pretty close so that I'm... yeah <laughs> but uh for <laughs> for victor too it's a it's a cool little lo- location back there so um it's like it's right exciting. behind I mean, uh, what, north you know, north face there
1: like, what's
0: that it's over by like north face behind there the alex and Ani.
1: yeah I yeah drive right Directly across from North Face, actually. And it's uh, next to behind relaxed spa, fleet um, feet, uh, obviously neon waves, um, farmhouse brewery. Yeah. So yeah. it's going be fun, man. It's a good location. You know, I, I, sp- I spotted it a while ago. And, you know, obviously like two years ago, my buddy, Freddie, who owns and manages all those properties out there, was like, yeah, I'd love to get you guys in. And, you know, he's done a fagnif- uh, fagnif- <laughs> magnificent job of uh you know getting us in there and making sure that we felt right about our decision so we're super excited man cool. really are because it was up and down for so long and i just wanted some sort of like you know confirmation either direction i wanted to either put forth you know more effort on that and expanding or what i'm going to do and you know when victor was like a done deal again i was super excited because that's all i mean I'm not going to lie. At least 25 comments a day or somebody reaches out to us via email about what's up with Victor. And it's been a year since we yeah. talked about it. And it gets so annoying not having answers to tell people. It's like, you don't want to lie to anyone, but it's like, you don't have any answers because it's kind of all stuck in that situation. Those, uh, like, the press releases. Came old- out too early. <laughs> we we're like, let's start promoting now for Russell street. We have three months until we're going to open. Okay, great idea, right? So we start taking photos and pictures of this shit, and people are loving it. They're just eating it up. Month two happens, like, hey, when are you guys going to open? We're like, yeah, we're going to try to open in another month. And they're like, okay, great. That month comes, like, why the F aren't you open? We're like, whoa, really? <laughs> people were, like, messing with like, what is your problem? Why the F are you not open? We're like, are you friends with the other person that just asked that? <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Wow. And it was like, hey, what's your deal? Why are you guys messing this shit up? Like, why aren't you open? What's up? You said you're going to be open. One time this guy, like, went off on me. He was like, you guys are pieces of blank. He's like, I hope you guys fail. I'll never step foot in your place. How dare you post pictures of this shit? It's never going to turn into anything. It's all just fake. You can go F yourself. I was like, man, dude, like, slow down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people just... I mean, you can just drive
2: out. into town. There's there's no LPG right there.
0: I feel like
1: yeah. I, I just
0: wouldn't open the restaurant just in spite of him. Like, yeah. just yeah, keep just putting out like, pictures. I have, like, the slogan for the restaurant should be, like, everyone's
1: welcome, except for you, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Right. Unbelievable, it's unbelievable man. Man. People just get impatient with you and hold you, like, to the teeth, Just, like you know they're working their job they have no understanding what it takes and they're just like dude you said the 30th why why aren't you open I want my tacos like
0: yeah i'm like I, that with deliveries like when i order something
1: <laughs> <laughs> yo i lie I'm the same way about
3: that shit?
0: <laughs> you know when i order something from nike and it doesn't come when it says it's come i'm i'm typing the nike <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I'm I'm what
1: amazon was going through their issues during covid i was like I paid prime fees, I pay $100 okay. a year, you're a t- four day shipping, I'm supposed to have two day, what's wrong with your company? And I'm like thinking like, wow, first world problems here. Like <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was like uh, 500 people that ordered something from Amazon during COVID. Yeah. But it's funny, we lose track of that stuff. Oh, I got a
2: refund from Wayfair because it, it took them like six months to deliver a desk to me. <laughs> six months? Six months. Like I actually I called them after like a month and I was like, dude, I need a refund because this desk isn't coming. And then I went and found another desk. And then like six months later, my desk. came. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that on a goddamn podcast. Now I owe for this desk shit. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: is hilarious.
2: You're a desk thief, Chris. Uh, Uh, It's a good hustle. Just wait
0: six months and free desk. (laughs) Chris, um, do you have any terrible ideas? (gasps) Oh, my God. Do I have some terrible
2: ideas?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So,
2: nosh. Every time I think of the word nosh, I happen to be Jewish. I think of, you know, nosh, like in the Yiddish sense. So like yep. I was a little disappointed I didn't see any like Jewish based things on the menu, so like maybe you can get some hummus but maybe put that um that uh pepper oil in it. I don't know where it comes from but I get it from the Asian market. If you mix hummus <laughs> with a that 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 pepper oil, oh bomb! It's straight up bomb. Uh, maybe no. some knishes with kimchi in them instead of potatoes, like that. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I
1: mean, if you got like about fifty hours a week free time, I'd love to have you. You can come make this stuff.
2: I will. I'm not great yes. at cooking, but I'll tell you what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll no, stuff exactly. some conditions. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, yeah, funny about nuts, a... <laughs>
1: like literally had so many people in the beginning be like, "You're not a Jewish deli, or you're not." A <laughs> like, you're not like a kosher restaurant. And I'm like, listen, there's multiple ways of looking at the word nosh. I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah, it's finished, yeah. And I was like, but that's why like on our homepage, when we first started up, it was like nosh to eat food enthusiastically and snack and to, yeah. you know, <laughs> do that. because. But man, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was <laughs> the first couple months. We're just like, what the hell is going on? This isn't a Jewish restaurant. I'm like, I it is not.
2: It is not like you have a tomahawk on the menu. Like that should tell you right there. Ooh, yeah, that was my <laughs> other idea. So, like, what if you make a tom like the tomahawk, just adjust it so it's actually shaped like the tomahawk helicopter, and you could have like bones as a propellers. I think like it looks gorgeous already, but I think it would <laughs> look even cooler if you cut it into an actual helicopter. But it may take some more missiles, meat, aren't they? There are tomahawk missiles just the, Apache. the
0: Ooh,
2: yeah the Apache it oh it is the hot missiles hot, yes it's, it's okay. okay sorry it. <laughs> I still want a helicopter I want a meat helicopter I'm not going to eat it I just want to see it I'll eat it I don't know <laughs> hell yeah it'll shoot hot sauce are you kidding me this is perfect uh. <laughs> oh shit that's <laughs> well,
3: fun
1: Ain't that's it?
2: that's all I got. You should be proud of me. This is the first time I didn't incorporate child labor. So.
0: Yes, well, I uh, I suggested clones, so that's good. Clones, uh, clones yeah.
2: close to children. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, you, we got one of our friends, our good friends, is opening next to you, uh, Le Petit Poutine. Hey, I heard, man. Yeah, I heard, yeah. That's cool. That's they're going to be uh, right, in the, right next door.
1: You know, I think it's going to be a great addition for the Noda, man. I mean, um, I think their commissary kitchen was right down the road anyways before. So it's really cool. They're opening yeah. up a brick and mortar storefront. I think that's awesome. I think they're, you know, it's a good space. It really was underutilized by the last tenant. And um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to crush it there. And yeah. I do. I mean, they're awesome. Every time I go, I get it. I love it, man.
0: Yeah no oh. definitely i uh i worked on the truck the other day <laughs> oh did you yeah you did i've been telling everybody but uh i want
1: to do They're it like, too
2: now like i'm i'm finished
1: <laughs> you you all the time what's that you were the one hand all the time then for the top of the poutine yeah.
0: yes <laughs> yep
1: yep <laughs> i was like i was
0: the time fairy i was like, <laughs> I was, like salt bay yeah. Yes
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They are like can you stop that please <laughs>
1: now, That wasn't even necessary
2: They already have pre pick time
0: <laughs> Yeah it's true
1: <laughs> Do you know when they're opening
0: um, They're shooting for fall Oh good
1: mm-hmm. okay. okay
0: But um, I-, I visited right. over there Fairly recently and uh, we ate OPG because it's right next door <laughs> Right <laughs>
1: it's Okay I'll be eating a lot of french fries next door too Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 smell, I
2: smell a notch, the tea poutine collaboration.
1: I'm, dude, I'm always down to collab with anybody. I really am.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh before I forget, uh, Caden out at Embark, uh, he's, he said he's ready for that, uh, Birria taco throwdown.
3: Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: If you need, <laughs> if mean, you that's... need announcers, we're here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what he gets for saying he's the best in town. I love it, man. The confidence is great.
0: I know. And then, like, every- <laughs> yeah, Fidelio and uh, Margarita, everybody's coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> like, oh, really?
1: Well, I,
2: I, su- I, I support all this. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I was being, I was being funny. and tagged everyone in it. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good time. I was totally down to do it. I want to do it still. I just, I don't want to do it for nothing. I want to do it for a charity. And, you yeah. know that we all need to just figure out a charity that works for all of us and represents who we are. And, um, I'm down any day of the week, man.
0: All right. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's do it. People are, you know, it's another thing we were trying to put together an event and, uh, you know, everybody's just so busy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just trying to
1: catch up pretty much. Yeah.
0: Right. So, you know, it's another thing when, uh, when everybody settles down and, Gets their staffing right, uh, we can start doing some fun stuff. We got the one event with uh, Le Petit Poutine, but um, we want to do a lot more. So that that beerie event, mm-hmm. we'll keep it on uh, keep it on the table for us.
1: Oh yeah, please do. I mean, hey man, tacos is great. I don't mind losing. I don't mind winning. Just as long as a lot of people show up is all I really care. Because it's like you want these events to be big, um, and it's fun when you do collabs because it's like you want it to just be fun and you take it serious a little bit more, more so you're just trying to get to know the other people you're against. And, you know, a lot of my relationship relationships have been built in this town from doing those things. And I think that it's like the best thing for all the teams together. It's not just me, but it's all my guys. And it's like, we've welcomed other kitchens into our home and their guys into our place. And it's like, we treat everyone like family. And I think, you know, back say seven years ago, I remember this town didn't have any of that. It -hmm. didn't have like, let's Mm -hmm. work together. Well, let's do this together. Let's let's be chefs and not be too pride prideful, and just let's let's just do some good stuff for the public to enjoy. And you know, that's one good thing about Rochester is that like it turned this huge corner back in like 2015, 2016. And um, I know when I first came on the scene out here um, after the Mario's and starting Nosh, it was just like I was wanting to do stuff with everyone just to show like, hey, I'm not better than anybody. I want to have fun and cook, man. It's like you you didn't grow up in the industry like I did. And I didn't, like, same for you. And so anytime we get an opportunity to just have some fun and throw down, man, it's like, what can go wrong? It's like you end up with just a bunch of good food and people that are normally pretty happy about it. So I think yeah. that's awesome. So count me in for that beer, like, I'll throw down and I'll make sure everyone else is with it. And we got to yeah. think of some other stuff that besides it, man. Yeah.
0: Definitely. No, we're we're idea machines over here. So yeah. don't worry. Very cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. The, there's you know? a lot of excitement around food in this town that's for sure um so oh, it's yeah. great to see oh, yeah. the, the scene respond to that as well
1: yeah because like realistically man i remember you know rochester was just full of a bunch of italian restaurants and southern wing shops and it was like you know for me it was you know the rev that really turned it around for downtown rochester for me you know you had two vines you had uh max's but you know i felt like the rev when derek de porter opened that up with josh you know they crushed it man that was some unique food back then. I really think it pushed everyone else to kind of jump on that trend of, hey, I can't just keep serving chicken French, you know? Right. <laughs> One mm. thing, like, I'll never serve chicken French or chicken parm. I, I can't do it, man. I just... <laughs>
0: I, no, I hear you.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I, just, I don't blame you. <laughs> Fiamma had that on the menu, though, right? Come on. <laughs> no. No?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> it's chicken French on his menu. Hell No.
0: all right all right i don't want to start rumors here (laughs) yeah
1: i mean if he did it wasn't when i was there that's for damn sure
0: (laughs) fair enough you're walking out he's like i'm not making chicken (laughs) 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 knives down oh man uh chef can you tell me where where your restaurants where uh people can find you
1: yeah so uh nosh is located at 47 russell street it's downtown off of University in Elton or University in Russell. There's two ways to get to it. Um, it's right across from Three Head Brewery. That's a good way. I use that as a landmark because everyone knows where the beer is. So um, it's in a big factory building. And then next to it, actually, the same factory is uh, OPG or Old Pueblo Grill. It's at 55 Russell. Um, and that's also located downtown. So that's right now where we're at. And then the new location up for uh, Old Pueblo is going to be in uh, High Plain Drive in Victor.
0: Cool. very cool. That's awesome. Now, we're looking forward to that opening. We'll definitely come out and visit. Yeah. Um, until yeah, then, cool. we got your two locations to eat.
1: And, yeah, hell yeah. And Welcome Chris, anytime,
0: too. Chris to take other guys there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll bring Poor another girls. guy there and then into a tomahawk into a, a Blackhawk. Yeah, oh, my uh, God. Uh, that, that
2: would be amazing. <laughs> I'm
1: <gonna get> <laughs> Can we do that? What the hell is this? we're gonna do it
0: we're gonna do it (laughs) oh man man. thank you so much for joining us we appreciate your time man
1: thank you very much guys i enjoyed myself and like i said love what you guys do so keep it up and hopefully more rochester gets to see it man you guys are hitting all the spots if they want a good run through this town of where to be and where not to be i mean all they got to do is sign in and check you guys out man it's pretty cool
0: appreciate that man thank you That's what we're going for. Thank you so much. Yes. (laughs) We'll see you around. All
1: right, right, man.
0: Thanks, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Chef Joe. He's got a lot going on, man. Um, He
2: seriously does. Yeah. I think it's hilarious to people who are hate mailing him for not opening something. (laughs)
0: i think it's, that's insane that's insane it is yes that's victor that's Victor. Well, it's not well oh no, yeah victor that was for the other spot too it's so crazy yeah like, like come on like it, there's so much that goes into opening anything basically but yeah even and imagine
2: that, doing that like in the middle of a pandemic or like <laughs> at the beginning of a pandemic <laughs> and having a delay like come on like
0: I just imagine like someone starving. You're like they said they were gonna open. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a skeleton on the door. Yeah,
3: he's like he's just oh.
0: <laughs> like we're just like looking at it. It's like the he's got a calendar <laughs> with it circled. Oh god, man, people are wild. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, no, we're looking forward to that. Until then, you know, you got your one spot on uh, Elton. Mm-hmm. You can check out, um, and then definitely check out Nosh uh, for a great meal. You can't go wrong.
2: Absolutely. So. And if you're if you're not on a third date, you can uh, go to OPG. It's right next door.
0: That's right. That's a good first date right there.
2: <laughs> that's a good first date. It's like you get to OPG, mm-hmm. then like you know, once uh, the Petit Poutine opens up, that's second date because it's <laughs> a little bit. A little bit more special. I like, I really like the poutine there. We're gonna have some like third days, definitely not exactly. Have some
0: wine, yeah, have a little beer. (laughs) Uh, speaking of poutine, um, we got our event. If you're listening to this, uh, I don't know, tonight or tomorrow or uh, within the next seven days, our event is (laughs) on July 27th. Uh, our next Le Petit Amade, that's the third, yeah. our third iteration of this show. Um, the first two have been amazing. Uh, I have no doubt that this one will be great, too. Um, we have uh, Ilhan Ali performing and Penny Sterling as well. So really excited about this show. And we're obviously we're performing, too. But uh, <laughs> yes,
2: yes, we'll be there.
0: You, you can't you can't have you can't not have us. So right.
2: Yeah. you're You're kind of stuck with us.
0: Yeah, that's right. But in a good way. Yeah, I mean we're we're good, we're nice. Yeah, we're decent. Us, you, I mean, come on, <laughs> you like us a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, next week, Chris, who do we have? Oh, so we just
2: visited uh Aldis Keller this weekend. Aldis we're going to have Aldis Keller on Aldis Keller wine. Um, kind of a new, they're relatively new. Uh, wine place. He gets his wine from all over the world. He gets a lot of very unique types of wine, like refined in different ways. Like he think, he uh, went through a couple of things.
0: I think they're all um, natural wines.
2: Yeah, they're all natural wines. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, yeah, right we now, had a good time. Yeah, right now they're going to be opening a bottle shop um, in the South Wedge, right next to uh, the German House, next to. Uh, um, happy happy earth's new location earth tea um yes. where the yoga place used to be it's like right over there um mm-hmm. <laughs> and so don't worry uh, the yoga place is where misson Place used to be so that's right it's across the you street you still got all your things it's all just like you know that's right tetris yeah, so they're going to be opening their own bottle shop very soon. Uh, but right now, if you want to visit them and have some of their wines and uh, some of the tapas, delicious tapas, I was going ham on. And uh, oh
2: man, yeah,
0: that vegan ceviche,
2: oh, really good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, so I
0: want to go back and try the
2: uh, oysters. I, yeah, I, I, did, I really wanted the oysters, but I also was very full.
0: Yes, but we do recommend you visit them. Uh, so they're working out of the alley. Uh, next to Marty's Meats, right on Park Avenue. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cute little alley. They got set up like kind of a outdoor kitchen right now. And you can yeah. get some, uh, awesome pours of some delicious wines so. there. Uh, yeah. What else, Chris? I think, I don't know. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but. Um, um,
2: probably. I know that Sunday I'm a. Uh... So I've been like talking about how I want to gain 300 pounds like by by doing this podcast. uh that's not necessarily true. um you know, if you want to gain 300 pounds, by all means do it. But I decided to start exercising again, uh-huh. and uh I'm doing capoeira. like uh, if anybody knows me i'm a, I'm pretty much obsessed with it' just half of my life. And uh, I'm going to start teaching classes again for the public on, like, basically Parcel 5. So if you're around on Sunday uh, and you come to Parcel 5 around 3 o'clock, you'll see me uh, teaching people how to, you know, move and sing and kick people all
0: at the same time. So if you're into that, you know, go for it. If if, uh, people want to take part in that, what time do they have to show up? So it's going
2: to be three p.m. rain or shine. If we don't, if it's raining, we're just going to go. You know that building that used to be a, a Bank of America. We're just going to like be there, so that we don't get rained on. Okay, nice. Wear some nice sneakers. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> some so stretchy uh, yeah. pants. We'll hang out with Chris on Sunday. Do some uh, some tumbles. Yes. <laughs> do some kicks do some cartwheels friends
2: <laughs> probably some cartwheels
0: yes i'm messing with you man no that's awesome <laughs> um to so check that out um uh peels on wheels is going to be opening very soon uh that's exciting so be on the lookout for some announcements mm-hmm. on that um he's going to be a future guest so I'll, I'll talk about him a little bit and yeah, uh yeah. But uh and Doughboys are doing um a collaboration with Bubbies. They're doing like a brisket pizza. Oh
2: my god. Sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. So if you're interested in that, uh get on that quick because it's gonna sell out. Mm-hmm. Uh two past guests, two awesome guys, uh three awesome guys, but uh <laughs> but incidentally uh, I wrote about uh both
2: Peels on Wheel, I wrote about louise and Doughboys. In the same article for city paper, so Ooh, yeah, you can uh, look that up on a, on a Rochester
0: City newspaper's website. That's right. Do You have any ones coming up?
2: Uh, I don't. Uh, they didn't call me this month, oh, no. <laughs> but that's okay. They're uh, they're busy people. There's a lot of stuff going
0: on in the city, so I get yeah, they're it. busy not promoting our events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that, Dave. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you heard me. This is Dario, and I said it. Uh, <laughs> I tagged them and everything. Now I'm just. Gonna- <laughs> oh lord! Never gonna work for them again. <laughs> That's what they said in the email they're like. Oh, well, but if you have an event, we will promote the event. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> our third one. Are you trying? To- <laughs> You just try to like shade every
2: single reporter in Rochester.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, nobody listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and the other thing, I edited out so only people there live uh, <laughs> got to. <agree. laughs> but anyways, uh, no city newspaper. We love you, um, and yes. we're gonna we're gonna win best podcast. Anyways. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Get them, get those noms up so we can get this in. That's
0: right. Just end it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'll see you soon, buddy. All right, man. I'll talk Have to a great week. Later. See you, everybody. Ciao. Thanks for listening.